for starting your week off correctly with us. We're talking Count the Dings live show tickets going on sale. Kawhi Leonard's leadership is in question. We got a Steph Curry return update. Black Trey is with me. We got Rob Lopez pushing buttons. But first, Trey, Jimmy Butler drops daggers yet again for his new team because the game of the night, or I guess the game of the day, because this happened during the day, Sixers 127, Nets 125, Jimmy Butler 34 points, 12 rebounds, and a sick sidestep three-pointer against Rondé Hollis Jefferson for the win. Jimmy Butler with a game on the line, thinking three, Butler for the lead, yes! Jimmy Butler did it again! Uh, in just a really fun game between these two teams, Joel Embiid had 32 points, 12 rebounds, uh, Ben Simmons had 13 points, 9 assists, Redick with 15 off the bench, uh, D'Angelo Russell, 38 points, 8 assists, 8 rebounds, Jared Allen at 17 and 10, Dinwiddie with 31 off the bench, uh, just a really incredible matchup, and these Sixers with Jimmy Butler, they finally have that fourth quarter score, Trey. Dude, I don't know what happened. I looked at the score, and all of a sudden, the Sixers just gets on fire. I think it was 38 to 12. I'm yeah, not just, sure. They went nuts in the fourth they quarter. They went nuts in the fourth quarter. And, you know, I think D'Angelo, it wasn't really on D'Angelo Russell the last play because, you know, like Butler got a good look on his step back. But I don't know what he was doing on that last play, D'Angelo Russell. But overall, like, they just got it going, man. And it, it's great to, like, see Jimmy Butler succeed. Because we, we know that he's an all-star player and he does what he does. But to see that happen, you know, everybody had their jokes. And I love to see on Twitter where where there's a bad lead going. And it's like, oh, yeah, we knew that they wouldn't work out or this and that. And then yeah. as the game of runs happen, you're like, wow, this just happened. And it was, it was perfect, you know what I mean, in this situation. I'm not a Sixers fan, but I'm happy that it kind of escalated that way because that's the beauty of basketball. Never leave early. Always kind of stay consistent with your team and watch the game. Watch the lead chip away because it's hard to play with a lead. And, yeah, you know, man. Like, Teams are going to make runs. Jimmy Butler had 18 was, points in the fourth quarter. 18. Like, he was 7-7. Seven 18 seven. points. Like, he literally was walking gasoline. Like, yeah. you got to understand. Like, you got to look at it like, you know, I'm happy, you know, D'Lo hasn't been having, like, a great year. It's been up and down. Some games he's hot, some games he's not. Spencer Dinwiddie, they kind of trade off. And D'Lo game was, like, tonight. And it's like, okay, good for D'Lo. And this is a good win for the Nets. Let me turn this off. And then all of a sudden, turn it back on. You know what I'm saying? Welcome, insert Jimmy Butler. And it kind of is like, he's the number one option for the Sixers. I love Embiid, but when you need a ballsy play, Jimmy Butler's that guy. Yeah, and Embiid was good in the fourth, too. He had 11 points in the fourth quarter, was 5-5 five five from the free throw line, put a lot of pressure on them, kept, you know, forcing fouls, but that was Jimmy Butler's quarter. Like, And that's why you that's why you go get him, right? Like, that is, he's one of the the you know best fourth quarter scores in the league year in and year out uh they needed a guy who kind of take over because as good as ben simmons is and ben simmons is phenomenal right he doesn't really seem to attack a ton in these tight games because he doesn't want to yep. go to the free throw line nope. and they're playing off him because you know he they want him to shoot a jumper he's not shooting those jumpers so until he kind of finds that rhythm of how he wants to attack in the fourth quarter you can ride the the duo of of Embiid and butler you know, just letting them go back and forth against teams because it's hard to match up with one of those guys, let alone both of them. Small note, the one that the name that should not be mentioned 
and Spencer Dinwiddie are a very close six man of the year candidates early, my favorites. Yeah, he's I mean, he's just so good. He's so like he's such a he's such a weapon for them. And it's uh it's nice that, you know, in a game like this, D'Angelo Russell can go off and Dinwiddie can still find his role, right? And yeah. games where, where Russell doesn't go off, Dinwiddie can step in and kind of ease that that pressure for him. Like he he's just kind of that perfect role player. I'd like to see him as a full time starter on some team in the league, but I also love the fact like he can be, you know, not, I'm not gonna invoke this name because it's getting ahead of ourselves, but a, a little mm-hmm. Lou Williams esque in that way. Right? Yes. Yes. Yes, for real. Um, I would love to see him in Phoenix, personally. Oh, him and Booker would be fun. Him and Booker would be fun. So, you know, I, I'm not a GM. I'm, I'm just sitting from the couch admiring, but I would love for him to be in Phoenix. And then uh, one other note from this Nets uh, Sixers thing is that the Sixers are apparently not currently factoring Markel Fultz into their future plans. Uh, Keith Pompey of the Philly Inquirer says that he has seen a shoulder specialist today on Monday to uh, to check out all the stuff, but I thought it was his wrist, Trey. I, I guess I don't really know what's wrong with Markel. I mean, at this point, it's so loose with the leaks at this point, and I, I don't really know. It's a strange case. And then you know, like some teams are denying, some teams are agreeing. Like I I don't know. I just hope that Markel folks can figure it out. You know, I'm still rooting for this kid. Unfortunate, he has the yips, struggling with the new free throw routine. Not playing now. I hope that he can get a fresh start and an opportunity. You know, this is the NBA is NBA fandom and the, it's turning to the Euro League where it's like immediate or you're out of here. Yeah. Yeah. You got to go. You got to go. You got to go. Deliver, you got to right? go if you can't deliver. Everybody doesn't get the Marvin Williams treatment of sitting around for six, seven years and developing into the player that you're going to possibly be. And then so another. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, well, no, go ahead. You finish your thought and then I'll, I'll go into the thing. Well, I'm just saying like overall, like it's, it's just very rare. Like, you know, you're either bust and, and I, I threw out a loose, a loose leaf the other day saying that, you know, in this league, you can be drafted to a team and it might not be the right fit. And you sit there and you play out your three, four years with your contract. And then you just kind of like find your way out of the league. And it's not that you're not good. It's just that where you landed in the opportunity, everybody doesn't get the same leash that everybody gets. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it sucks, man. Like, you really need to figure it out. Like, Dinwiddie didn't have a great start in Detroit. He dealt yeah, but he was, also, he was also a second-round pick. Like, that pressure's just not there. But I watched him in college and also in high school. Like, he had the intangibles of what he was before – but playing behind a Brandon Jennings, a, a Chauncey Billups, uh, you know, other guys were getting these looks and he never had a fair shot. So he bounced around and finally found a home in Brooklyn. You know what I mean? Like, and that's kind of rare that guys even get that second opportunity like Sean Livingston, and et cetera. You know what I mean? To take that journeyman pass and, and figure it out. So, you know, that, that's, that's kind of a case for, for young men in, in, in this league. Of, of what's capable of happening. Guys, it's Monday, which means you can sign up for the Wednesday back-to-back Wednesday challenge on FanDuel.com by going to FanDuel.com slash B2B. That's B, the number two, and then B again. What you do is you sign up for an account. You're going to deposit $5 into the account. Uh, FanDuel is then going to deposit $5 into your account. So that makes it $10, and you can play with B2B listeners every single week. Last week's winner, Connor, got to join the 
uh, Friday uh, mailbag, which is on a Wednesday for Thanksgiving, which is a Thursday. So you get basically get the whole week when you win. Uh, you get to hang out with us. You get to talk to us on the podcast. You get to answer questions. You get to ask questions, get to tell you jokes, all that stuff. So go to FanDuel.com slash B2B, sign up, deposit, receive a deposit, and play with us every single Wednesday night. All right, trade news from the weekend. We got a few stories here. Uh, first and foremost, as much as the Warriors have been a mess, and they have been a mess despite Kevin Durant going off the last couple of games, uh, Steph Curry is progressing well in rehab. He could return on the upcoming road trip that starts on Thursday in Toronto. They also play Detroit on Saturday and the Hawks on Monday. Uh, but Steph Curry is, is just around the corner. He's missed nine straight games, but we might be getting that MVP back. Hey, no Steph, no problem. I think they figured it out. KD is back having fun. He's smiling, sharing the ball. I would suggest that Steph continues to get 100% and yeah. then join. At this point, it's not emergency break glass. I would love for my Chicago Bulls to be in the same position as the Warriors right now. But to just again, have to get by with Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson. <laughs> right? right. You know what I mean? Like, don't, their problems are good. You yeah. know what I mean? At this point. So, I mean, Steph, take your time to get back. And, you know, Kevin Durant actually wants to be a, a warrior again, surprisingly. Yeah, we'll see what happens this summer. I'm not sure that I believe that. Speaking of guys <laughs> who are going to be free agents this summer, uh, Greg Popovich said this of Kawhi Leonard, that Kawhi was a great player, but not a leader. These, this is a direct quote from Popovich to reporters this weekend. Kawhi was a great player, but he wasn't a leader or anything. Manu and Patty were the leaders. Kawhi's talent will always be missed, but that leadership wasn't his deal at the time. That may come as he progresses, but Manu and Patty filled that role last year, and LaMarcus came a long way uh, in regard also. Uh, Kawhi commented on Pop's quotes uh, to reporters. Kawhi said, it's just funny to me. Rob Q that Kawhi laugh. <laughs> I don't know if he's talking about last year or not. I guess when you stop playing, they forget how you lead. It doesn't matter. I'm here with the Raptors and I'm focused on the season and not what's going on the other side. Uh, what do you think about all that from, from pop and Kawhi? So, um, I don't think it's shade. I think it's kind of a sign of like overshadowing and everything of like, I don't think pop is dissing him, you know, like I think, Kawhi just kind of played his role of like, hey, I got vets in the locker room and I don't have to speak up. And I think that he's doing a great leadership job in Toronto's locker room with the help of Kyle Lowry as well. But, you know, you're going to take it. You're going to, of course, feel some type of way about your old team and you're going to respond accordingly. And maybe years to come, he's going to be like, want to take back what he said or whatever and feel a type of way. But I, I if I'm Raptor fans, I'm excited because I think Kawhi is going to be there for the long term. He's Absolutely. found a home. He's yeah. comfortable. I think the Clippers have a real chance this summer, but uh, and, and a couple other teams too. But I, I think as of right now, it sounds like he's he's really enjoying his time and the dominance in Toronto. Uh, speaking of messy divorces, Marcus Saul and David Fisdale have made their peace. They faced each other this weekend with the Grizzlies facing the Knicks. Gasol and Fisdale made their piece during a telephone conversation over the summer, according to ESPN, putting to rest differences that led Memphis management to fire Fisdale a year ago uh, after a loss to the Brooklyn Nets when Gasol was benched in the fourth quarter. Fisdale said it was a fantastic conversation. It was two men that evolved. That's pretty cool to see in a moment in your life, individually as a man where your life changed and you got better because of it. Somebody made you better. I credit him for that. He made me a better coach. He made me a better person. I was lucky to be his coach. And Gasol told ESPN – 
We're both appreciative and we both understand that it wasn't perfect. We both would have handled it differently, not last year, but the year before when everything happened. We won't let that happen again. It's simple. You live, you learn, and you move on. We made peace with each other and that's it. Still a coach killer? Nah, he's, listen, he's still going to always, he can't, you can't Harlem shake the coach killer title. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. He's not exonerated. He's still still doing time. He stays with it. You can't delete the bodies. You can't do, you know, you're you're coach killer. But I respect the maturity of Mark Gasol and David Fisdale being able to hash this out. Both of them are in perfect situations. Fisdale is getting praise for his development with the young Knicks. And then Gasol is in the cusp of the resubmergence of the grids of Grind City. Who will now, you know what I mean? Like, they're both in great, great situations for themselves. So, you know what I mean? Of course, they're going to have nothing but good things to say about each other. Um, yeah, so, you know, good for them. Yeah, I'm, ha- I'm happy to see because I, I do like Gasol, even though I think he killed the coach last year. I do like Gasol, and I like David Fisdale a lot, and so I'm glad that they can, they can kind of make that piece. One other news item from the weekend, the M- Milwaukee Bucks are set to waive Jody Meeks as his suspension ends. Uh, he's going to be a free agent. I don't I like he can shoot Trey, but I don't know. Can he really like, could he help a contender right now? Do you think he could just, just plug in anywhere and be that shooter? Like maybe Philadelphia who needs shooters. I'm not even going to hold you. I didn't even know Joe, Jody Meeks was suspended. It was over like a uh, substance, right? Yeah, or it was, like- uh, we have it right here. It was a league mandated for violating the NBA, MBPA anti-drug program, um, uh, performance. It's he, he insisted that he never knowingly ingested any substance that would have been considered performance enhancing Jody bonds. <laughs> but, that has so, grown. Hey man, Jody bonds. But all I'm going to say about Jody Meeks is Jody Meeks is a pro Jody Meeks stays ready. Hopefully Jody Meeks can find a situation where he can be able to add value to a team. Maybe the Lakers, maybe uh, another team that is in dire need of three point shooting. I don't know but hopefully Jody Mix finds him a home. Um, but again, it's Jody Mix. He's been professional. He's never been like a loud player or uh, a cancer to a locker room. So, you know, like best of luck to him. He's never looked stronger. All right, everybody, listen up. This podcast is out before the tickets go on sale. So there is no excuse not to get your tickets. Go to count the dings, Twitter account, go to Jade underscore underscore hoy twitter account we have a boston live show march 2nd after sloan we're gonna we're gonna close down the sloan conference at uh, the middle east which is not an area of the world but it is a a club in which we will go and perform boston live show you've been to the live shows in new york you've been in oakland you've been in la uh we've we've done these all over the place we've done them in vegas and you're not going to want to miss this one we got everybody the whole crew is going to be there uh myself black trey mariano amin uh, Tom Haverstrow, Big Waz, everybody's going to be there, the whole crew. So go to Count the Dings, go to Jade Hoy's Twitter account, check that ticket link, get the tickets as soon as possible. We have a very limited sale going on. And as you know, these things sell out quickly. The last two shows have sold out two, three months in advance. You got about three months to figure this one out, but only about a day or two to actually get the tickets. All right, let's go around the rest of the games from Sunday. Magic beat the Lakers in a matinee. 108-104 for the Magic. Uh, Nick Vucevic had another big game. 31 points, 15 rebounds, 7 assists. Looks like he is on track to be the Chris Kamen or Jamal McGlure of this All-Star season. Uh, Lakers could not score in the final two minutes. 
Missed four three-pointers during that time. Aaron Gordon, 27 points. I'm sorry, Aaron Gordon, 17 points. LeBron James, 24 points, seven assists, four rebounds. Kuzma had 21 points. Ingram had 70, 17 points, six rebounds. Uh, Terrence Ross, 16 points off the bench. But Trey, this Magic team keeps inexplicably winning. Listen, dude, Terrence Ross has been good for them, quietly good. And he's not getting the roses that he's Killing deserves. from deep. Killing right? from deep. Shouts to Bucci Man. I know you don't roll with Bucci Man, but Bucci Man deserves the roses too, you know? I want Bucci Man as a future Laker. This dude has been what? bodying. Yes. Oh, Trey, don't do this. I want Bucci Man in Los Angeles. I don't know how to get him there, but we got to get Bucci Man to Los Angeles. I think it was M. Grads who said it. But listen, y'all get a better get familiar with Bucci Man because he's woke. Um, and also the Magic have the Lakers. Is this the second time that they played them? Already? I think so, right? Yes, they have their number. Um, so. Steve Clifford, you're doing an amazing job, sweetie. Uh, also, LeBron James has to, has to. He didn't have a bad game, but he has to stop settling for the step back three. Anything step back, anything. Yeah, I get it. He's, he's confident in the shot, but come on, man. Go to the basket. He's falling, he's falling in love with these cute shots. Yeah. Get to your bread and butter. Yeah. I'm like, again, you look at stat, you look at box score, you're like, uh. LeBron, you can't normalize LeBron's pretty much his uh, stat line. He's always going to have a good stat line. Even on a bad night, they're going to be good. But the expectation is so high in Los Angeles, you got to deliver. There's yep. no way you can lose to an Orlando Magic. You can't I don't do think it. The team, I don't think can't, the team especially, last, especially, especially not at home. Can't do it at also, home. Also, speculation, a lot of people assume that Lonzo Ball – and Luke Walden are not on the same page in the fourth quarter because, you know, Walden is using Ingram as a point, primary ball handler. It's not the case. I think Lonzo is doing a great job, but they just need to figure out these type of rotations. It's still weird. couple ticks and dings. But if the Lakers lose, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Be patient, people. We're still 20, 21 games in. Pistons beat the Suns 118-107. Close game until the fourth quarter. Then the Pistons uh, pulled away 16-11. and 11, uh, 11 assists, that is, for Blake Griffin. 19.16 rebounds for Drummond. Uh, Reggie Jackson, 19-8. and eight. Uh, Langston Galloway, 15 off the bench. Stanley Johnson, 14 off the bench. Devin Booker, 37 points. DeAndre Ayton, 25-13. and 13. None of it mattered. Hawks beat the Hornets 124-123. The Hawks snap a 10-game losing streak. Trey Young, 18 points, 5 assists. John Collins, 23 points, 11 rebounds. Blocked Kemba's game-winning attempt, which gave Kent Bazemore the actual game-winner, a layup to give him 20 points, 5 assists on the night. Kemba Walker, 22 points, 9 assists. Marvin Williams had 20 and 13. Malik Monk, 26 points off the bench. And courtesy of Matt Moore, the Hornets are now 2-20 since the 2016-2017 season in games decided by 3 points or less and 23-41 and in games inside of 3 points in the final minute. That means the Hornets just cannot close out these games. The Raptors beat the Heat. 125-115, Kawhi Leonard, 29 points, 10 rebounds, and his first regular season technical foul of his career happened in this game. Pascal Siakam, 21.6 rebounds. Valanciunas had 17 and 10, uh, 30 combined points off the bench for Van Vliet, DeLon Wright, and C.J. Miles. Dwayne Wade had 35, but a wasted 35. Adebayo had 16 and 21 off the bench. Uh, Wade set that franchise record for points off the bench, and Josh Richardson had 19 points. Um, the Raptors continue to roll. And Trey, did you know that for the Athletic, the Raptors are your number one team in power rankings this week? There's a little sneak preview for the power rankings. 
Nice. I did not know that. Can't wait to check out the athletic. More games. Knicks 103, Grizzlies 98. That's the Knicks' third straight win. And it's not just three straight wins. They won against the Celtics, the Pelicans, and the Grizzlies. Those are three quality wins. Marcus saw 27 points, eight rebounds, five blocks, four assists, two steals. Ennis Cantor had 21 points, 26 rebounds uh, in the Knicks' win. Tim Hardaway Jr. had 22 points. Emmanuel Moutier, 17. Conley had 23 points, 11 to 6. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., 16 points and six rebounds. Grizzlies struggling a little bit as of late, but still a very good start to the season. Jazz looked like the Jazz we were expecting, and that was with without Donovan Mitchell, who was out with a rib injury. Jazz 133, Kings 102. Uh, Rubio a little banged up, but still had 27 points, seven rebounds, five assists. Rudy Gobert had 18 points, 15 rebounds, five assists, and was driving to the basket dunking. Like real dribbles, real dribbles toward the basket and then dunking. It was weird. Alec Burks had, was huge off the bench in the second half, had 14 points uh, for the game. Bogdanovich had 20 points. Fox had 13, but was kind of held quiet and didn't play much in the fourth. Marvin Bagley, the third, had 18 off the bench. And then Clippers Blazers, best game of the night because it's one of the only games of the night. Clippers 104, Blazers 100. Tobias Harris, 34 points, 11 rebounds. Damon Lillard went off late for 30 points, six rebounds, four assists. But Danilo Gallinari, his 17 points, and he had some great defense against Dame for a couple of possessions in the final two minutes of the game uh, to kind of quell that storm there. CJ McCollum had 18 points. Evan Turner had 17 points off the bench and a chance to put some pressure on the Clippers. He secured an offensive rebound before knocking the ball out of his own hands. Then the Clippers got the ball and iced the game with free throws. Trey, what did you see from this game? Man, first of all, shouts to the Blazers backcourt. They can score their ass off. Excuse my language. I know it's early, but again, Dame, CJ, those guys are still fun to watch. Clippers are the real deal. Can we say that? They, I mean, they're, they're real deal-ish. They're the real deal-ish because yeah. at, this, at this point, they're getting some quality wins early. Doc is coaching the hell out of this team. Um, I was waiting for a epic Myers Leonard three or Zach Collins three. I, I don't know. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like Myers Leonard was good in this game. He had a bunch of rebounds. Like he was, he was pretty good, but yeah, three didn't come. And that's very rare to say, but again, you know, you, you got to give it up where credit's due, man. Like they're doing an amazing job, you know, with South Bay Clippers. (laughs) (laughs) South Bay Clippers are legit. All right, let's get to the line of the weekend. We got a bunch of candidates, so I'm going to run through these real quick. Andre Drummond had 23 points, 20 rebounds, five blocks, and a win Friday over the Rockets. Clint Capella had 29 points, 21 rebounds, three blocks. In that same game, a loss Friday to the Pistons. Westbrook, 30 points, 12 rebounds, eight assists, and a win Friday over the Hornets. Carl Anthony Towns had 35 points, 22 rebounds, six assists, and a win Saturday over the Bulls. James Harden with 40 points, 13 rebounds, four, or I'm sorry, 13 assists, four rebounds. Uh, in a loss Saturday to the Cavs. You can't lose the Cavs. Giannis with 34 points, 18 rebounds, eight assists, and a win Saturday over the Spurs. Uh, Kevin Durant, 44 points, 13 rebounds, seven assists, win Saturday over the Kings. Uh, Vucevic, as we mentioned earlier today, 31 points, 15 rebounds, seven assists, and a win over the Lakers. And then D'Angelo Russell in a loss, 38 points, eight rebounds, eight assists. Trey, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Giannis, 34, 18, and eight. And a big, big win over the Spurs. They continue to be impressive, although they did lose to the Suns this week, and that's not acceptable. But I'll go Giannis for my line of the line of the weekend. First of all, I didn't get a chance to laugh. Giannis got dunked on by DeMar DeRozan. Bad. It was, he got dunked on it, bad. And it really was very, 
very unsung on NBA Twitter. And no one really showed that really love. So I had to highlight that. But I'm going to give it to Drum. 20 rebounds is still impressive to me. So, I mean, shout out to Andre Drummond for having the line of the weekend for me. All right, that's going to do it for us. You know what to do. We got basketball buds coming up on Tuesday. Also, we still have the special Thanksgiving edition of the mailbag out right now. Snark Hoops came back last week. B-O-M-M podcast has its own feed. You need to go subscribe to it, rate it, review it, and tell your friends about it. Also, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the Daily Ding, as well as the back-to-back Kian Fahey's NFL pod, The Interceptable, and, of course, the House of Strauss. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for waking up. Go brush your teeth. Get some breakfast. Get back to work. You don't have a short week this week. Hit it, Trey. Ding, ding.